Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite Queen's Practical Wisdoms for Life podcast. I'm Amanda, your host of today's show, and I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina, as well as Director of Operations and Communications, Rachel. Today, we'll be discussing the puzzle of motivation and productivity. What are ways to choose goals and stay motivated to do your best? How do you create your own framework and rally to do the things you want? Tina, what do you think? Thanks, Amanda. I'd like to start out with a quote from Roy Disney, that it's not hard to make decisions when you know what your values are. And keeping that in mind, again, it's not hard to make decisions when you know what your values are. I think that that helps to uh, direct us and to uh, find our path and to choose our goals wisely and to stay motivated. And how do you do all of that as long as you're being true to yourself? I say start small, commit on a, on a, uh, uh, a basis that is something that you can um, take baby steps towards. Um, I think that uh, it's also very important to um, kind of see yourself in the future and create this self-fulfilling prophecy. And sometimes you, you want to act as if you're already there. Um, and that, that helps to, to, to keep moving you forward. And I also think it's extremely important to surround yourself with people that hold you to a higher standard, that people that believe in you and, um, and it help motivate you. Other successful people, when you're, if you play tennis, um, you always want to play with that better tennis player because that will up your game. If you golf, you want to golf with someone that's better than you because that will up your game. And I think it's so important when you are working uh, to have and, and in life to, to surround yourself with those people that, that make you the best person that you can possibly be. Lynn, what do you think? Yeah, I think one point I would like to make is that your goals and motivations will change and evolve um, throughout your life. Uh, they certainly have for me. And it's you need to always give yourself permission to change your mind um, and to pivot and move in a new direction. So it, it's always been important for me to have immediate um, mid-range and long-term goals. Often the those immediate goals, they're going to feed into some aspect of a, a mid-range or a longer-term goal. You know, not always, <laughs> but uh, sometimes they definitely do. And if a goal is not something you genuinely desire, you know, or are passionate about, I find it's going to be very difficult for me to stay on point. Um, you know, and, you know, throughout our podcasts and, and webinars, you know, I, I always talk about things that work for me to stay motivated on tasks, you know, my to-do lists, um, making plans, mapping out the process, um, and, and inspirational phrases that I keep directly within my line of sight. And, um, or special, I have special family photos that are in my line of sight um, that help me keep focused really on why I'm striving and reaching every day. So Rachel, how about you? Well, I think you said something exactly right, Lynn, which is that you have to make sure that what you're doing 
is something that you want to do. You have to really actually want this. You can't... Well, you, you can, but it's much more difficult to chase a goal if it's not something that you want and it's just something that you're doing to please somebody else. So that's that's your first step. Um, but once you've decided what, what it is that you want to do, and it can be anything. It can be, as Tina mentioned, maybe getting better at playing golf. It could be being a nicer person or more positive person, um, whatever it is. Um, once you've made that decision, make it known and you can choose your audience here but for me it helps me to tell my friends or my family what i'm trying to do that way not only um can they ask me about it every now and again to keep me accountable make me feel like i have to have something to show but they can also help when i was trying to eat healthier um i told the people i was living with including my cousin at the time, um, what I was doing, and my cousin made sure to to help me make the right, healthier choices when we were out eating together and whatever it may be. So that's another way to stay motivated because um, when you have a goal, sometimes you get kind of lonely in it. So making sure that people know about it can help prevent that. When you're setting up your framework, um, make sure that you have smaller goals in mind. So coming back to my eating more healthily, if that's the correct term. Um, make sure that you choose smaller tasks. So I started out with, um, I was eating really poorly, that's why this was a thing, but I went from eating three large sugar cookies a day to just half of one, and that was one step. Um, and then I would change what I was eating for breakfast, those kinds of things. And once you you make those steps, be proud of it, acknowledge it. Uh, and, and that's going to give you the fire to keep going. You can't hold off the celebration until the very end because you're just going to run out of steam. So make sure that, that you pat yourself on the back when you deserve it. And I think finally, when it gets comes to getting started, after you've chosen your goal and when you're setting up your framework, keep in mind that you can start anytime and anywhere. You don't have to wait until next Monday to start or tomorrow to start. You can start right now. And that's perfectly fine. Just one small move and you're on your way. These are great suggestions for setting and achieving goals. Thank you. What can each of you share that inspires productivity? Rachel, would you like to go first? Yeah, thanks, Amanda. So approaching this question, I'm going to approach it specifically from low productivity days. I get into these moods where I just don't want to think and I don't want to do anything. And I think we all get in those moods sometimes. And I have kind of, it might seem like an odd method to get through it, but it seems to really work for me. And that's when I talk to myself. And I allow myself to be negative because these tend to be very negative days too. I don't want to go to the grocery store. I don't want to do this or do that. So I allow myself to have that because it's hard to turn off that voice. But then I make sure that I always respond to myself and say, you know, you've got this, Rachel. You're going to go to the grocery store and it's going to be the best grocery trip ever. You're going to get everything and you're not going to forget a single thing and it's going to be amazing. And, you know, sometimes I have to be really exaggerated like that. Sometimes I can just coax myself through it. Okay, it's okay that you're feeling this way, but you do have to get things done. But I do find that having this internal dialogue for me really helps and it can get me started on those those uninspired days another way of course that i think uh, tina and lynn might also mention is having the right playlist 
So, you know, sometimes you just need the right background music to get you going. I always remember um, a time that my roommate had to clean the bathroom and he was not pleased about this. And so he went onto Spotify and found a cleaning playlist, which was heavy metal in this particular case, and it turned out that that gave him just the right amount of fire to really make that bathroom spick and span. And one last thing, I think sometimes, you know, you, you're trying to go work towards a particular goal, that's true, but sometimes you just have to start anywhere, like I said last time, just do something. So maybe you need to go and play nine holes at the golf course today, but you're having a hard time getting up the motivation to do it. Okay, we'll start by going downstairs and doing the dishes left over from last night or going on a walk. Just do something. And then you're going to get yourself into that mood, that mindset that you can be productive and do things today and get things accomplished today. And I think that that's going to make a great start. Okay, Tina, what would you like to add? Um, thank you, Rachel. I think what, uh, what you were um, alluding to here and is, is the fact of uh, it's important to be present. And in order to be productive uh, and in order to, to think about that, you must be present in the moment. And I think it helps to have minimal distractions, whether that be noise or paperwork or just other people that surround you that maybe you just need to be in a quiet place to get productive. Um, I also think it's important to uh, stop multitasking. Gosh, we've, we've in this day and age with emails and voicemails and texts and and all of these different methods of, of delivering communications, it's so easy to become distracted. And I think it's important to, to for me, to focus on one thing at a time. Um, and I, I do struggle with it, but in order for me to be productive, I really have to focus and not look at the bleeps that come up on my computer that, oh, I have a new email or boom, I have a new voicemail. Um, I also like to group similar tasks together um, so that I'm I'm doing, if I'm writing, then I want to be writing. If I'm making phone calls, I want to be writing, uh, making those phone calls. And I try to divvy things up so that I'm, if I'm going to a meeting, then I want to be, I'm, I'm driving. If I'm driving, I'm, I'm talking on the phone. I'm not texting, but I am, I'm calling on the phone. But uh, it's really important to me um, in order to be productive, to be present and to minimize those distractions. Lynn, how about you? Yeah, you know, I, I mentioned this in the answer to the previous question is that I, I have these things that I consider inspirational in my line of sight and that helps me inspire my productivity. And so this is my tip. Um, I mean, I have them through my house and in my office. You know, in my office, I have multiple bulletin boards. And, you know, it seems that every few days I'm adding a quote, um, something I heard or I read um, to my boards. And, you know, it's sometimes I'll even go so far as to create a little meme graphic and I might post it on my Facebook page or print it and pin it to my wall. And, uh, you know, I haven't gotten to the point where I've got an inspiration board on Pinterest, but that's probably next. <laughs> and it would be a good idea for me. You know, um, I also have photos that I, I have around that specifically keep me motivated. And I'm one of my examples is um, our Splash Mountain photo. And the Splash Mountain photos are so funny. You know, 
every time in these photos, I look like I'm going to die, <laughs> you know, and they just make me happy and keep me thinking about the next Disney trip and, you know, and why I need to get this task done. I mean, you know, in the grander scheme of things, right? And um, so, you know, and maybe this long-term goal is that, will I ever be able to have a face when I make that drop? Um, in the photo where I don't look terrified. I don't know, but it's, you know, it can really get me through my day. It can lift me up and help me face whatever the challenge is um, and whatever I need to get done or get accomplished. So that's, that's something that really makes a difference and inspires me. <laughs> I love all these tips on getting yourself moving. These are great. What are key tips to help motivate others? Lynn, I'm sure you have some good ideas. You know, I think it really helps when um, the other individual or individuals have a real interest in the outcome. And, you know, sometimes that may only be pleasing you, um, but it's far more powerful when they are genuinely engaged. And for me, that means letting them be part of the decision-making process and having the ability to put their own stamp on things. So, you know, another little story I have is I got my daughter involved um, with planning and decorating for parties early on in her life. And she was far more motivated to clean and prepare, um, tidy everything up um, for this uh, a party or an event um, when she was a partner in that process and that she had a say in how the theme and how we were going to decorate and what we were going to serve. And now, what I find is she really is taking the lead. I mean, she takes the lead and, and I'm her helper, <laughs> and uh, which is wonderful, right? So, you know, not only do you want to ask for their opinions, um, but truly listen and find a way to incorporate their ideas, whether it's your friends or your family, into the task at hand, you know, to help motivate them. And, you know, it, absolutely, sometimes it's a trade-off. Um, such as you help me with the dishes. I mean, we've been talking about dishes here. And we'll watch the video you choose after dinner. So it can be that simple. I, at the end of the day, it's about creating an environment of collaboration where you all win together. Rachel, what are your thoughts? Thank you, Lynn. I think you had a lot of really good ideas for getting people motivated um, to accomplish tasks together. The way I look at this question, I'm looking at it on a more individual basis. So in a case where a friend or family member or whomever um, is trying to accomplish a separate, a goal separate from you, um, perhaps. And in this case, I think I'm going to go back to something I said earlier in the first question, that when you have a goal, it can get lonely. So when you have a personal goal of wanting to learn to play the piano or something, you're the only one doing that in your household, perhaps. And it can get, you know, it's easy to get demotivated because nobody else is doing it with you. It's sort of the reason why people need a workout buddy, right? Um, so I think that when it gets to that case, you know, acknowledge what they've accomplished so far. So coming back to the piano playing thing, um, Amanda is my sister and also the moderator here, and she's been trying to learn how to play the piano. And I think... It's the, she's the only one doing it in the family right now. I 
learned earlier and I've since sort of given it up um, just by circumstance. But I've, I do try to make the point of acknowledging what she's accomplished so far when she performs for me or mentions it. I, I let her know that I think she's doing really well and I, I remind her of all the progress that she's made. In this particular case, I can't offer help, but I think that when you have a friend trying to accomplish a goal, offering to help whenever possible, if ever possible, is a really good thing. So I mentioned earlier having a, a gym buddy. It could be that your friend is trying to get fit and they need a little extra motivation sometimes. So maybe you can offer to go to the gym with them maybe once a week. Maybe they're going more than that, but you don't need to change your entire schedule. But you can offer some help here or there. Or if, you know, in Lynn's case, if her daughter is preparing for a party and trying to make the house look absolutely extravagant, then Lynn can offer to help her make some of the decorations or go out and make a make a streamer run if you've run out of streamers, whatever it may be. And I think finally a good way to help a friend um, with their own goal is to plan a celebration when they've accomplished it. Uh, if it's something that can get done, like this party planning thing, maybe at the end of the party and everything, it all goes off with a great success, you can plan to, hey, let's let's get a nice relaxing dinner after this or go to a movie so we can just sit there and absorb some entertainment instead of working so hard, things like that. And I think that that's gonna help a lot when you're trying to help motivate your friends or families with their own personal goals. Tina, what would you like to add? Rachel, I think that the, the three of us has something in common and that we do like to celebrate or even just the, the smallest moments. It's wonderful to, to acknowledge and, and to, to celebrate. Um, I think key tips for motivating others, um, Lynn said it right off the bat, is to listen. It is so important to actively listen to others and ask open-ended questions. Uh, encourage and follow up. So if there's, uh, you know, that, that um, you have a friend or a colleague that's interested in a, in a particular field and you run across an article, send it to them. Um, be there, listen, um, find out how they're doing, follow up and, 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 and encourage uh, their, their success. Send a little note, actually maybe handwrite something out and, and send it off as, uh, as encouragement. But I think uh, at the end of the day, motivation is, is um, up, to, up to individuals. Um, we, to ourselves, we can help give uh, tips and 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 try to um, and, and encourage, but that motivation comes from within. And um, it, the better we know the people, the better we know how to uh, help motivate them to reach their goals. We have time for one more question, and we have one from Greta in Chicago, Illinois. Greta asks, "I have a friend who volunteered and promised to take a family portrait." I would really like to use it for our holiday cards, and I have followed up several times now. How do I motivate her to actually do what she promised? Thank you for your question, Greta. Rachel, what advice do you have to get a friend to follow through? Greta, it sounds like your friend might have been putting it off. That's sort of in what I'm getting for the, through the, the unsaid parts of your question, that you've been trying to get your friend to do this for a while now, and it's not really working. Um, so I'm going to go based off of that assumption, and I hope that that's correct. 
I think a good way to get anybody motivated is to give them a deadline. And in this case, Greta, it's not just to motivate your friend, it's also to help you out. So in your the way it's going to help you is if, Greta, um, if your friend doesn't get this done by a particular time, you have a chance to find somebody else to take the family portrait. So you have time to get your, your holiday cards all put together and sent out. Um, which we're getting pretty close to the deadline here now. Um, but try to have try to give her that that deadline and having a deadline can really motivate people you know it's if she thinks that it's something that she can just get to at some point there's always going to be another priority that that comes up and and takes over if she knows that she has to have it done at a particular time that can really help your friend a second thing is maybe maybe you can help inspire her by pitching some ideas so she's doing your your holiday picture for the family portrait. Maybe you can start talking to her about ideas that you have for the kind of theme, or if there is one, the way you might want to be posed, talk about matching sweaters, if that's what you're into. And that might give her just a little spark of inspiration to say, oh yes, I do have a passion for this, and I think that I can make this something really great. So that can help. And then finally, discuss her reward. And I say that, I don't know if you promised or agreed to pay your friend or if this is something that she's doing as a gift. If it's something that she's doing as a gift, then you might just want to say, hey, I'm really excited for this to get done. Maybe maybe once it's over, I can take you out for brunch sometime or some, something. Just Some people need a little bit of external motivation if it's something that they're not passionate for. So I think those would be my three tips. Give her a deadline, pitch her some ideas, and discuss the the way you'll express your gratitude. Tina, what would you say? Oh, I think you had some great ideas there, Rachel. Um, short of sending out a, a blank card with a big question mark and family photo here, um, I think giving a deadline and checking. And it could be that that, that your friend is, has overcommitted, Greta, and, and um, maybe just needs a, a gentle way out. Uh, maybe maybe she if you it, have no idea what's going on uh, with her um, if if perhaps other things have taken your friend away from uh, having the time to do it and I'd give them a graceful way out um, particularly if you're coming up on the holidays and you and and you need to to make a decision here because if she's not going to be able to do it you won't have a family picture on your holiday card um, I, I like your idea, Rachel, on um, you know how let's let's go out for for brunch or coffee or something, and we can talk about it. Let's talk about some ideas that I have, and that's another way of of giving your friend an easy out if uh, if in fact she's not able to to do it. But you are going to need to give a deadline or have yourself a deadline. And another another option would be to say, "Wow, we really I want to thank you for for offering to take our family picture." And um, we're, we're planning on um, sending our cards by such and such a date. And uh, please let me know if you have time between here and there and give a, give a time frame. And uh, if not, then I would follow up if you don't get a response and say, hey, I want to thank you again for offering to, to do our family picture. But we've, um, we've come up with some other ideas and uh, look forward to seeing you over the holidays and, uh, and leave it at that. Lynn, what about you? Well, you guys have both pretty much addressed what I was going to talk about. I mean, that, that there are absolutely times with the best of intentions, we volunteer to do something that we end up, we just can't fit in. 
Um, and I think that's a great place to start with this conversation uh, with mm -hmm. your friend. And to your point, Tina and Rachel, you the same, that let, her, let your friend know that you truly understand if they can't fit the portrait into their schedule. Um, I, I love the graceful, gentle way out. You know, and if her schedule clears in the future, assuming it's a her, um, you, you know, to reach out so that you can set a day. And then make other plans um, to get that holiday picture that you want done. Um, it's, Rachel already spoke to that, a backup plan. And I think when you approach your friend this way, one of two things is bound to happen. Either your friend is going to reach back out and thank you for your understanding because yeah, they're just swamped. Something's come up, something's happened, something's going on, you know, or they're going to reach out and say, you know, let's go ahead and set that date. Will this work for you? And so that we can get it done. And you know what? Either way you win because you're maintaining that friendship and you're being proactive and you've, you're covered because you've got the backup plan. Thank you for your excellent advice, Rachel, Tina, and Lynn. I hope it helps Greta and anyone else hoping to motivate their friends to meet a deadline. We want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us for today's podcast. Next week will be another terrific dialogue at Petite to Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com.